Welcome back to Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060, online at KDOS1060.com, and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports, as promised, popping on out to the KDOS hotline. John Cannon, former Valley talk show host, talking all things Warriors with us. Excited for your takes today, John. Appreciate the time. How are you? Kayla, great to talk to you. Absolutely. Looking forward to it here. Well, we have to get this out of the way here. The Warriors, they're down 0-2, heading home to host the Kings tonight, but they'll be doing so without Draymond Green. So let's get to it here. Green is important to this Warriors team. He's so cerebral on the court. Even if he's not scoring, he disrupts plays on defense, gets the Warriors into good, easy buckets with his passing. The league set... The league suspended him in part saying that it was due to his prior actions. So your take, should the league have suspended Green and admitted that this is the reason? Uh, no, I don't think they should have. And, and here's, here's why. The league has mechanisms in place to punish repeat offenders, right? They have the rule where if you compile 16 technical fouls over the course of the season, you are suspended. And for every two after that, you get suspended again. They have a rule about flagrant fouls and how many points you get during the playoffs for flagrant fouls, and that can lead to a suspension. Draymond Green was punished for what he did against Sabonis, and we could talk about what he did against Sabonis also because they pretty much admitted that it wasn't the act that, as you said, it was his actions, it was his his lifetime achievement, and it was his... And his actions, I think, running around the court um, demonstrably, uh, kind of Adam Silver, I think, felt like he was being showed up a little bit with that. And we'll talk about that later. But that, so it wasn't the act. If Sabonis had done the exact same thing to Draymond Green, he would not have been suspended. He might have been ejected, but he wouldn't have been suspended. So here was the punishment for Draymond Green. He was ejected from a game his team desperately needed. He missed the last seven and a half minutes of that game. It was a close game. They could have won, and they didn't because he was not there, at least in part because he was not there. Plus, he got two flagrant points toward a suspension. If he gets two more, then he gets suspended for a playoff game. That's what you're supposed to get. And for them, then, that next day, the night of the next day, say, oh, yeah, you know what? We're going to kick you out another game, too. Really seems like very personal. Um very, very much, Kayla, like the NBA is kind of done with this warrior thing, I think. You look at the new CBA, which everyone says the Warriors will be the most affected by the new CBA with salaries. The owners don't like how Joe Lacob is willing to way overspend, pay whatever the penalties are, and get the team that he wants to get. They don't want to do that. They don't want a guy who will do that because then – the guy is going to beat them. So the CBA was a way to, to adjust that. And now this is an opportunity for the NBA to say, look, let's just shut this thing down. Let's, you know, we're going to spend Draymond. There's no way they're going to beat the Kings without him. They're going to lose this series. Then the whole thing this year has been, I'm sorry, I'm just talking. It's like this is supposed to be a conversation, but I'm just talking. <laughs> so I promise I'll stop soon. Um, they... The whole idea going into this playoff was how far the Warriors went this year would determine their near-term course, how much they will try to keep this group together. 
How you know what what does it look like? What does the future look like? If they go out in the first round, especially because of something like this, they haven't really learned anything, but they certainly haven't seen enough to say, okay, let's keep spending money. Let's bring Draymond back, you know, next year, which he's got an option for next year. Let's, you know, let's go out and maybe try to, to get somebody else. Let's keep paying all these other people. I, I just they're not gonna have that information. And so it's it's a real wild card as to what happens to the Warriors if they lose this first round series, which the chances went from, you know, I would say probably 50. I mean, once you're down 0-2, you're, the best chance you have probably the 50-50. you got to win four out of five. But now their chances are probably, what, 20, 25 of winning this series? So it's a big blow. And I don't think it's fair, although, you know, I'm a warrior guy, okay? But I also can look at things objectively. And I feel like if, if he had really stomped on Sabonis – Sabonis would be hurt, not questionable for game three. He would have been hurt. I don't think there's any, any evidence that Draymond used his full force there, that he really was looking for a place to put his foot. And, and that's where it came down. And it wasn't that act. It was him running around the arena and goading the fans and all that, which was stupid. And the Warriors are tired of that. Believe me, they are really supremely tired of that. But, it is what it is. You said a lot there here. And so I guess the one question that I have for you, you kind of touched on it there at the end, is that knowing this Warriors team, the kind of lack of depth that they have, how important Draymond is, he's done this before where he's gotten fouls, gotten ejected, had a suspension. They lose the finals because of it. At some point, is it is the onus on him, though, to kind of say, okay, I need to tailor the line to be that antagonist and not be a detriment to my team? Okay, Kayla, thank you. That leads me right into what I was saying to you uh, before we started this interview, that I, I've got a take on the Warriors here that no one else will ever have. And and it will, um, I'm not sure it's good, but it, it's different. So I've been learning a lot. Um, through a yoga instructor that I'm working with about ego and about consciousness. And we all think of the word ego as, oh, he's got a big ego. He thinks a lot of himself, that that's what ego means. But it's not what ego means. Ego is a, a, a being that lives in all of our heads and talks to us. The voice in your head is your ego. And it often tells you things that get you in trouble. It tells you, hey, that person disrespected you. Hey, that person cut you off in traffic. Honk the horn. It, it points you toward activities like that that are not necessarily in your best interest. The reason the Warriors have won four championships is because the four key people in that organization all are supremely good at managing their egos. I'm talking about Joe Lacob, Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, Stephen Curry. They all could be excused if they had outsized egos. Lacob has a lot more money than a lot of people. Steve Kerr won five championships as a player. Now he's won four as a coach. But Bob Myers put this thing together and has kept it you know, running. Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Any of those people, if they decided they were going to you know, put themselves first, would be excused for doing it. And they have not done it. 
they, those four people have continued to work as a team, stay in their lane, support each other, and the players have responded. Because if your best player is a team-first guy, well, who has room to, to not be a team-first guy, right, in that environment? So Draymond Green, though, 80% of the time, he's that guy. But when he gets triggered, Saginaw comes out, and he's the disrespected, underthought of, you know, guy that you know, was at Michigan State and nobody thought he was going to be any good, and all that stuff comes out when he gets triggered. He has not learned exactly what you just said, is to stay in that key moment, not all the time, but in that key moment, okay, I need to think of the team here. I need to stay in this game, and I need to do what I need to do. I need to subvert my ego because his ego in his head is telling him all the things to not do. He's telling him, you know, get even, go around, show everybody how great you are, tell everybody they're stupid. That's what his ego is telling him, and he listens in those moments. So that's how he got where he is. That's what happened in 2016. When LeBron James, I'm going to remind everyone what happened there. LeBron James realized his team was dead in the water. They were losing game four. They were going to be down 3-1, going back to Oakland, and they had no answers for what the Warriors were doing. So, And he knew Draymond Green had 15 technical fouls. So he pushed Draymond down. He put his foot behind Draymond. You can go back and look at the video. He put his foot behind Draymond's feet and pushed him down. And Draymond fell down. And then he stepped over him. And that's where Draymond's ego said, hey, nobody does that to me. And he punches. And we all know what he punched. Now, there was a referee, I think it was Bill Kennedy, saw the whole thing. Didn't call a foul on LeBron for knocking Draymond down. Didn't call anything on LeBron for stepping over Draymond and keeping him from getting up. Didn't call Draymond for the punch. No whistle. It's the next day that Kiki Vandeweghe assessed a technical, not a suspension, but a technical, but that put Draymond over the 16, and he was suspended. And I remember a game earlier in those playoffs against Houston, about three seconds left to go in the game, and Draymond just messed with somebody on Houston, completely inappropriately, away from the ball, three seconds left, just kind of did something. I don't remember what it was, and he got a technical. And that's what put him in that position where he only had he had that margin where if he got another one, he was going to be suspended. But he could not let LeBron James step over him. And they were going to win, as you said. They were going to win that championship. And his ego did not let him sit back, just say, look, we got this. I'm going to take this from LeBron. doesn't matter. We're going to go win game five. We're going to win another championship. Who knows how many will win. That was the year they won 73 games. Nobody remembers that because they didn't win the championship. I mean, he cost his team a lot. Harrison Barnes has every right to be really angry about that <laughs> because Harrison had the terrible three games after that. He wound up being replaced on the team by Kevin Durant. You know, he, he, was a, he was a free agent at the end of that year, and the Warriors didn't try to re-sign him. And then he had to watch the Warriors go on and be dominant for three years. 
while he was working in Dallas, where they won, I think, 16 games his first year there. I mean, that was all because of Draymond Green. So, yeah, Draymond is an enigma. The Warriors have been dealing with it for a really long time, but they know they wouldn't win four championships without him. So they kind of take the bad with the good, and the bad is they got to play this game tonight without Draymond Green. He's John Cannon, former Valley Talk Show host right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. I want to bring this to the current team and the matchups here. You have a lot going on. Uh, is this just the perfect storm of a matchup for this Warriors team, though? Because you're facing a Kings team that can can run with you. You're maybe even, in fact, outrun you. You have a team that's, you know, uh, six, seven, eight, nine years younger doing very similar things that you can do. De'Aaron Fox has elevated his game to the next level clutch player of the year and then you have Mike Brown who spent a lot of time understanding the mind of Steve Kerr on his staff so he can counter his moves and has youth and speed on his side yes 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 and yes absolutely Um, the word I used watching the Kings in game two was bouncy they're bouncy the Warriors aren't bouncy (laughs) you know and you said you talked about youth yes there's something about youth. There is a, a martial arts instructor here in the Valley named Mac Newton, who I used to have on my show regularly. And, and Mac, who in his you know, 60s um, could still kick over his head, break a board, you know, do whatever. But he said, John, he says, it didn't matter how, how much I trained, how much I worked. You cannot substitute for youth. Youth is a thing that, that you just cannot you can't deal with that. The older players can still be great. LeBron James is a great example of that. And even, you know, Steph and Draymond and Clay that are into their thirties now and playing well, but they're not great all the time. Like they were when they were younger and they were 25. And, and part of that is the quickness, the speed Sacramento runs down the floor. Every possession, they run down the floor. The Warriors used to do that. They don't do it anymore. And I think that is that is a big problem. And I do think the Mike Brown thing is a big – you talk about a, a zero-sum game, and, and basketball is a zero-sum game. And the Warriors lost the guy, and the Kings got the guy. And that is a huge difference in this series. Mike Brown is great. The Warriors will tell you that he's great. If he beats the Warriors, they will be happy for him. That's how much they love him. But – the fact that he not only with Kerr, but he knows, I, I'm sure, he's talked to them about how to how to deal with Draymond. And and you can't tell me that a little bit of of the way that Sabonis has antagonized Draymond in both games, including grabbing his leg when he was on the floor, isn't from the knowledge that might, you know Mike Brown might have said, "Hey, there's a guy you can get under his skin," you know, and 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 he will lose his mind and he will hurt his team. Um, nobody knows that like Mike Brown, except for people in the Warriors right now. Last question for you here, John. Appreciate your time. And just kind of a broad perspective of the Warriors, because you started the conversation that this kind of alluding to that it could be the end of the Warriors here. I actually heard this, that someone said the Warriors were not a dynasty. So do you consider the Warriors a dynasty? Champions in 2015, 2017, 2018, and 2022. And ultimately, what is their legacy on the NBA? God, yes, they're a dynasty. In six out of eight years, they were in the finals. 
The two years they lost, one was because of the Draymond Green suspension, and let's not forget, Andrew Bogut got hurt in Game 5, the game that Green was out of. The other part of the backline warrior defense, Andrew Bogut, he got hurt in that game, didn't play Game 6 or 7, and they wound up losing on that great shot by Kyrie on Game 6, and, and let's not forget the chase down block by LeBron James. Okay, So they are right there that year, but they lost. They lost to Toronto when Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson got hurt in the same game. And they came back. They played a great game six, but they lost. And so they lost that game in six to Kawhi Leonard and Toronto. Um, and so six out of eight years, they are at the finals and could have won it. The other two years, one year, Steph Curry got hurt in like game six. And the next year, Clay was out. And they had lost Durant, and their roster was a mess. And still, they got into the play-in in the eighth spot. In the old-fashioned playoffs, they would have been in the playoffs. So, yeah, eight years of that, that's a dynasty. And to be, you know, if it, go, if it winds up going out in the first round this year, it doesn't mean that they're done, but it means it's going to be really hard for them to rebuild it and get it, get it back going again. But I think they will be remembered as one of the best teams in NBA history. They should be. John, really appreciate you taking some time on the program and look forward to catching up with you down the road. Thank you, Kayla. Give my best to Bob, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Sounds like a plan. I appreciate it. Once again, he is John Cannon there, former Valley Talk Show host.